Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to a successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. You know, from rich to poor, from a newborn to the oldest person ever lived, regardless of skin color or where you live, there's one thing in common for all of us, and that's 24 hours in a day. We all have the same amount of time. And that's why we're going to be talking about how to manage your time and change your life. So running a business and and leading can be draining. And studies confirm that under stress, uh, people act more defensively, they make poor decisions, and get this, they can literally lose their executive function of their minds. That's what happens when you're under stress, and that's what happens when you manage your time poorly because managing your time poorly causes you a lot of stress. This is especially costly for leaders because they set the tone for their company. Their moods affect how others think and behave. So people around you can be affected by your mood. A leader can change the whole tone of his company or an office setting by what they look like when they walk through it or by saying something a little louder than normal. That changes the entire atmosphere of someone's day. I mean, their complete day. I mean, my boss came through this morning and yelled at us. That's what that's what they say. That's in their mind. That's what they think. Um, it wasn't good morning. Uh, let's let's have a great day, everyone. It it was something negative. And it sticks in their head, it sticks in their mind, it affects their work the entire day. And who wants that times how many people you have in your office. There is a lot of power in the leader. And just know that you set the pace. You set the pace. If you want a, if you want a high energy office, if you want a high energy field team dealing with your customers out in the field, you know, you set the pace and then all management below you, they also set the pace. So you can set the pace with them and they can set the pace with them and they can set the pace with them and they can set the pace with our customer. You know, our customer can be um, upset because of the way someone either treated them or thought they were treated. So think about that. It starts at the top and it trickle, trickles down rather. Okay, so here's some examples of some really big time wasters that we're going to talk about today. Uh, The first one is worrying about and putting it off, which leads to indecision, which leads to the P word, procrastination, which we want to do less and less of is procrastinating. If we talk about managing our time, procrastination is not in the lineup. Uh, we, we have to get things done and we, we have to cross them off our list. So uh, number two is untis- 
unanticipated interruptions that do not pay off. Okay. I look at that and I think we just need to learn to say no more often. Number three is making unrealistic time estimates. In other words, hey, let's have a quick 20 minute, two hour meeting. <laughs> you know, that happens. Let's have a quick 20 minute meeting and it turns into two hours. I mean, what a waste. Times how many people in the meeting. And then we've got unnecessary errors. If there's not enough time to do it right, there's never enough time to do it over. And that's the same way if you're in the home service industry, doing it right out in the field, if we don't have time to do it right the first time, it's going to create a recall. And we all know how expensive a recall is. It's extremely expensive. And then crisis management. You know, are you putting out too many fires within your company? And should you be? Do you have other people that know how to work the hose? Do, they, do you have other people that know how to train so those hoses aren't even needed? And then there's poor organization. And I have, uh, you know, I've been coaching for, I don't know, somewhere around 14, 15 years. And I've been in, in and out of companies, other companies. And I've asked a lot of questions on my phone uh, consulting coaching. There's a lot of companies that are extremely unorganized. And uh, when you have poor organization, you're going to have a lot of time wasting in your company, a lot of time wasted in your company. And uh, it's just because of lack of structure, lack of organization. And then you have the ineffective meetings. Okay. Meetings must have an agenda. If they don't have an agenda, Table the meeting until you have enough for the meeting. Don't have a meeting just for meeting's sake. What a waste of time. We have meetings, we have company, we have meetings, multiple meetings in a week, you know, per department. But we have company meetings four times a year. And there are times where I have said we don't have enough content for this meeting to make it worth everyone's time coming in on a Saturday morning because that's when our company meetings are. Saturday morning, we can get the most done between 8 and noon with the least of interruptions when you're dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of homeowners. Um, so Saturday mornings work best for us and they have for the, the, we've been in business 32 years and they've worked great for the past 28 of those 32 years that we started having real company meetings. Okay. Uh, micromanaging by failing to let others perform and grow. What a waste of time. You're wasting your time micromanaging because you didn't train someone to do it right. And now you're standing over them thinking you need to sh make sure they do it right. And what a waste of time and what a, uh, what a waste of um, chance to empower someone to improve and be better. Uh, standing over someone is not going to help them do the job better. That's for sure. And um, another one is doing urgent rather than important tasks. Choose your task wisely. There are some things that just need to get done quick and get off your plate. Um, however, um, you have to control the urgency. 
Um, and I and I speak to myself on that one because everything is urgent for me. Everything is urgent. I just want it done now. Get it off my plate. Move on. Um, so I do have to. Uh, I do have to be careful on that, and I do have to put put some things in writing, um, meaning on a list for someone. That way, once that's once it's on the list and it's in their hands, then it's off my plate. Um, and then I always say, let me know when these are done. You know, and it can be a text, an email, it can be verbally. It doesn't matter. Just let me know when those are done. That way, I'm not worried about them because they're going to let me know when they're done. Now, if I don't hear back from them for too, uh, too long of time, I don't know what that could be. I was going to say two, three, four days. I'm probably going to say, hey, that list I gave you, what's up? Uh, but if they're good, they will keep me informed on where they are on the list. Also, uh, failing to delegate, which we're going to talk a lot more of today. Failing to delegate is an extreme waste of your time. And uh, lacking priorities, standards, policies, and procedures. I spoke with a contractor the other day, and uh, they admitted that sometimes they arrive to work at 8 o'clock, sometimes 8.30, sometimes 9, sometimes 10. Just, just depends. So... When I hear that, I've learned to ask the next question, which is, what time does your team arrive? Well, that's the problem. We have, you know, we have people arriving late and we have, you know, it's, it's, we have, we're, we're arriving late to customers' homes and the customers complaining. And I pause. And I ask, I wonder why. Because it starts at the top again and trickles down. Uh, you want your team to, be on time. You want your team to be on time to the customer's job, house. You got to be on time. You, you got to have some structure. You got to have something that says, I'm going to arrive at this time every day and make it happen. And, uh, you know, it was uh, for a long time, there were people on my team that would try to beat me here in the morning. And, um, and sometimes they could do it. I mean, they know about what time I get here, but and sometimes they didn't want to do it, okay? Um, so what we're going to talk about is um, I hope that has helped so far. Um, shoot me a note. Let me know if you guys are having problems with time management, and I'll try to help you further with that if I can. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there for time management. But what I want to talk about today is five ways to improve your um, time management. Okay, so there's five ways to improve managing your time. And the first one is just plan. Just plan. Um, you may have heard something like this. Uh, Woody Allen once said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans. And, and that is true. Um, and that's why the, the Bible says we should say, if the Lord is willing, then we will go here or there today or do this or that today. Um, because we can't make our own plans. The minute we do, they're, they're probably backfire. But we can plan. And I think, as much as I've read and know the Bible, that God would expect us to do much more planning and have a vision 
than to just sit on her hands and not do anything and, and just wait on things to fall in our lap, which never do. Um, so think positively about your plan or your vision and we are all going to have gaps. We're, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have gaps. Many young American couples got married, bought a nice little starter house, and had a plan to raise a family at one time. But they received a draft notice in the mail, and all their plans were delayed or totally changed. Depends on the outcome. Um... Uh, Friends of ours recently were driving to visit an adult uh, son in another state, and there was a semi in the highway under a bridge with his lights off in a very dark area, parked, stopped right on the road, not off the road, on the road, and they didn't see it at all. There were no skid marks or anything, and they hit the back of that truck. It was a fatal accident for both husband and wife. And do you think that family's life has changed? Everything has changed. All their plans for the visit to the family has changed. Everything has changed. Did they ask for the change? Absolutely not. A spouse walks out and leaves the other spouse and all three children. Lives are changed. Plans are changed. A mother or a father is no longer in the picture by choice. But things change. And they regroup they rethink the plan and they move on and they become extremely successful children and a successful spouse who chose not to remarry um, and raise the children in the best way they knew how. Many during COVID had to choose to take a shot or not. Many lives changed because of that process. A business closes and all employees are left with no job without any warning. An employee parks his truck the night before and leaves all his uniform and company property in the truck. No warning. Plans change. Plans change every day. Some are extremely hard to change. Some just need a little tweaking and change and go and keep going and keep going and keep going. Plans change. So I say all that to say life is full of surprises and changes. We all have them. Like I said, some are fatal, some are small, some are medium-sized, but to us, they're always big regardless. Everyone, everywhere, everyone has 24 hours in a day and their, their plans change. But we, we must still plan 
or make a new plan. Begin each week by creating a list of five attainable goals and make them detailed and study them and start accomplishing at least one a day. This will help you make measurable progress uh, toward toward the goal and also make a basic to-do list every single day. I'm a firm believer in goals, writing down your goals and a basic to-do list. And if you wanna mix and match, that's fine with the same sheet with the goals and the to-do list. Um, But stick with it. Cross each one of them off as you go by and when you accomplish each task. Okay. So plan was number one. Number two is avoid distractions. Boy, this is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, Contrary to what some think, you are in control of your schedule. And uh, you are also in control of who you see, who you talk to each day, how long you want to work. And if you have put procedures and rules and yes, there should be rules in a company in place. That means um, things flow much easier. There's barriers in a company. There's expectations in a company. There's rules in a company. There's guidelines in a company. That's healthy, okay? But no... No one comes through our door here at McAfee and says, I need to talk to Greg. And the front desk person calls me and says, hey, can you come up here? There's someone that wants to talk to you. Sure, I'll be right up. That never happens, folks. That never happens. Now, I'll tell you, if you're in a one, if you're in a one room office, that's hard to do. Uh, I've been there. Okay, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, because they just walk right in and they're looking at you. So you're forced to talk to them in some way or somehow. But when you've got a building, a bigger building and a bigger office, uh, no one should get to you without a filter. And, uh, you know, basically we have a um, no supplier just walks in and gets uh, to talk to someone. That's it, not how it works. They have to have an approved appointment, if they even get that far. You know, if it, it just because a new supplier moves in town, they walking in the door and talking to us is not going to happen. Um, if we're in, even interested in talking to them, then we'll make the appointment. And that might sound harsh to some of you, but it's very organized to us. It's structured to us. It makes sense to us. It works for us. Okay. Um, Time is money, and your time wasted costs you and your company a lot of money. And if your managers are doing that, they're wasting a lot of the company money. They're wasting their time and company money because they're wasting company time by doing that. And even if they have an appointment, keep it short and sweet and to the point. I I don't need someone coming in here and trying to build rapport. Just get to the point and move on. Um, time is money. What do you got? What do you have to offer? Tell me about it. Um, if I'm interested, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll pass. 
Again, that might sound harsh to you, and that's okay. Um, If you get bogged down with endless tasks or find yourself feeling burnout before the day even starts, it could be a sign that something is wrong with your current routine. If you're allowing some of the stuff I just talked about and said we don't allow, that will completely burn you out it will completely stress you out and it and it's going to waste time in a day that you could have been doing something more important and that that someone else that no one else in your company could have done so think about that um for me personally when i come in early i try to do my personal devotions and prayer first before I fire up my computer or before I check my email on my phone, um, the less distractions for me, the better. The first hour, I'm, I'm basically solo. My first hour, it's early. I'm solo. I get a lot done. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I'm ready. Uh, so the first hour, but I still, when I first come in, I don't, I don't fire up that computer because I know as soon as, as uh, soon as Outlook pops up. With my email, uh, I'm going to start scanning through some of those that are unopened that I received either the night before or all night long or early morning. And uh, so I just, I make that a habit. The less distractions, the less time wasted. You know, if you get a report like I do on my phone, it either tells you you've used more hours this week or you've used less hours this week. And I love it when I get the report that I use less hours this week. That means I was on my phone less time and uh, that's more time that I, it, more valuable time for me, okay? Um, but you should know why if you use more time, you should know why, all right? So you've got planning, you've got avoiding distractions, and, and number three is uncommit yourself. Boy, this is a good one too. Uncommit yourself. And uh, many times I will commit uh, to meet with someone like two to three months out. So in other words, my assistant uh, calls or texts me and said, uh, so-and-so wants to meet. And, I, and for some reason, I can. Uh, it's easy for me to say, Oh, it's not an emergency. Schedule them way out. All right. Is that a good idea? No, it's not a good idea at all. I don't know why I do that. I I somehow think there will be more magical time up here that day way out there somewhere. And and there's not. Um, We should commit ourselves to unimportant activities, no matter how far they are. If, if, even if a commitment is a year ahead, it's still a commitment. It still takes time. Um, so if it's not important, um, figure out how you're going to handle it. But just scheduling it out further does not make you have more time in a day. Um, no matter how far ahead it is, we still take the same amount of time. Uh, to meet. Uh, Carrie is my uh, VP of operations and she does a great job when she says, 
um, we have a meeting today uh, with so-and-so, but you do not have to be there unless you want to. And there are some times where I say, oh yeah, I definitely want to be in on that one. And there are other times where I go, thanks. And what a relief. I, I don't have to waste my time. They're in there for a reason. I don't have to be in there. I don't have to be touching everything, folks. I, I touched too many things for too long. I don't have to touch everything anymore. Nor should I be. So uncommit yourselves to things that you should not be touching or committed to. And number four, take control. Take control. Um, we cannot control everything that happens in a day. Um, and we can't operate on a free reign mode, being pulled and tugged in every direction. Um, but we can draw a line in the sand and improve managing ourselves and control what we can control. Now, some of you guys need to hear this. Um, sticking to our list, setting goals on hard starts, hard start times. That means we're gonna we're having a meeting at 8 a.m. and it's a hard start. I need you there at 7.59 because I'm hard starting at 8 a.m. And then in the meeting, I'm going to tell you there's a hard stop time of 9 o'clock. We want to be done 9 o'clock or 8.30, whatever it is. So have a hard start and a hard stop time for meetings. Have someone hold you accountable if need be. Uh, someone, someone else can set the timer, but we're going to stop hard because we have a lot more to do today. But we're going to make this, I've got an agenda for the meeting, and we're going to make this happen. Um, throughout this time period. And I'll tell you, don't worry about pleasing others. When you do so, you give away your control. Uh, seek efficiency, not approval. You'll be more respected for that. It's really about learning how to stay strong and steady over the long haul. Regardless of what life brings your way, brings my way, there's going to be bumps in the road all day long. Uh, we can't control everything. The world will throw us uh, a lot of curveballs. And it's not always easy sailing, folks. We're going to hit some rough waters, but we've got to adjust our sails, adjust our attitude, adjust our thinking, adjust what we want to be involved in, what we want to be touching, what shouldn't we be touching. But if we adjust our sails and just keep moving forward, we'll do well, okay? And the last one um, is extremely important. It's probably as important as all these combined, um, but master delegation. We need to master the art of delegating. And when we do that, it'll change our life. Um, it calms our spirit, I say. Um, I got that phrase years ago from a men's Bible study I was involved in. But when I think of calming my spirit, it, it's not just a relaxing time. It's a calming. It's a calming of the water. When Jesus was in the boat and his disciples were complaining about the big waves, he calmed the water 
and it calmed them. Okay. It's a mode I enjoy being in. I really do. I love high energy. I love, um, sometimes I even thrive off of, um, some tension. Um, but the best mode is the calm spirit mode. Um, more progress is performed by delegating than any other progress that a leader can do. Uh, for many, that's a very hard thing to delegate. Um, why? Because we got to let go. We got to let go of something we thought we needed to do or thought we did it better than anyone. You know, we got to let go of like being our own salesperson like me when I thought I was the best salesperson in the world. And nobody can sell my company and my product better than me. Did it way too long, folks. I did that way too long. When I finally got smart and hired the right salesperson for the job, within the first six months, they outsold me two to one in six months. Why? Was it, wasn't I that good? No, I was really good. I was just running a business and touching everything else and selling. When I hired someone who could only focus on sales and the McAfee way of selling, boom, it blew up. And we started selling more and growing more, um, you know, just because of that. And then hiring more and more salespeople doing it that way. Um, wow. You know, I guess what a time saver. Greg's not out running sales calls all day or all night. And I had a pretty good system in place. Don't get me wrong. There were some nights I didn't, you know, run a sale after five. And there were some nights I did. Uh, I had a good system, but why was I still doing it? I don't know. A lot of guys hang on to things that they need to let go of. Um, some are extremely good in service and they think they should be running all the service calls and they're touching way too many things when they have, there's really good people out there that could out service them two to one. Trust me. So, uh, it's a hard thing to do to delegate, but we've got to do it. And, uh, we'll, our company will improve time management will improve, um, so if you have to brainstorm with a few people what that what you need to let go of. I mean, if you really are sitting there today going, I don't really know what I can let go of. Just ask your team. They will tell you, okay, uh, you, but you should know. You should know what you're touching and you shouldn't be touching. So uh, remember also to delegate to qualified people. Okay. There is, there is a system of delegating. Okay. Um, hopefully you do your homework on that before you just hand out things to people to do before they're qualified or trained to do them. But remember the parable in the Bible, um, about the talents. One person got five talents to manage. One person got two talents to manage and one person got one. Now you would think the one that was given five must have been 
very important or very good at managing. However, the one that got five and the one that got two managed it the same way. They invested the they invested what they had and they doubled it. And they were rewarded. Well done. Enter into the kingdom. But the one that had one, you might say he must have not been trusted with much. Well, if he would have done the same thing and invested it and doubled it, he would have had the same reward. Unfortunately, he was stingy, selfish, greedy, and thought the person, the master at the time, the boss that gave him, the manager, the leader, that gave him the talent was also greedy and selfish. And that's what he said. He said, I knew you were a man of uh, greed and selfishness, and I so I buried your talent. Here it is back. And uh, that didn't go well for him. If you read in uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, you can read the entire story. It didn't turn out too well. Um, when we get good at mastering delegation, our whole life will change. It really will. Our whole life will change because it's freeing. Okay? It goes back to that calming. We can get so much more done. So much more than we were getting done. And you go home feeling an accomplishment. You, you go home feeling good. And you can't wait to start over the next day. Our trade... Um, I'm sorry. Our trademarked uh, tagline, um, which we use today, called Breathe Easy. Now, we're, we are in the indoor air quality business. We are... Uh, we do handle, you know, a lot of filtration, a lot of uh, air purification, HEPA filtration, all that stuff, helping kids and families breathe easier. That's what we're all about here. But honestly, the breathe easy, uh, what it really means is um, just let go. I mean, relax. Because when McAfee comes in and services your home, You've got comfort again, and you can breathe easy. Relax. Calm your spirit now. Enjoy your family now. Okay? Because we, we've got you fixed. You can breathe easy knowing we were there. Okay. When you let go of some things, your whole team will breathe easy with you. Okay. Um, and by the way, they want more responsibility, folks. They want more responsibility. They want you to hand them the ball and let them run with it sometimes. You know, they're tired of not getting the ball. And if you've ever played football, you understand that concept. Okay. So no matter what method you choose to manage your time, one thing remains clear with all of them. The key to success is self-discipline because without self-discipline, you will not be able to manage your time well. What works for you may not work for someone else, but a lot of the things I said today can be used in some form or fashion. Pick one. It will improve your life. 
Pick one. Leave a message and let us know which one you picked. We should never be afraid, though, to experiment. And who are you to say it won't work? Try it first. Just give it a shot. But when it comes down to it, the best practices are to commit and stick to a method. Stick to it. You must have stickability. You must believe in yourself. You must believe in your abilities. Keep believing in yourself. Keep doing it. It works. Miles Davis said, time isn't the main thing. It's the only thing. And he's right. So before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Uh, you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because each week we talk about different things of how to grow your business, how to manage better, um, how to think outside the box, all those types of things which help you do what? Sleep better at night. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in again where we'll continue to talk about subjects like this that matter to you. As always, thanks for listening and carry on and have a great day.